Hi, I'm Pete Price, and I'm talking to Jay from Solo Cars. People don't know what's happening with cars these days. You can't get parts for new cars. What's happening with the second-hand car market? What's happening about electric cars? What's happening about the price of cars? And he will give you advice on how to buy a car. Join me now with Jay from Solo Cars. Thank you for joining me. Jay, um, the car industry is in turmoil. Now, I know you sell second-hand cars and also very upmarket second-hand cars, but let's discuss the whole industry. What is going on with the car industry? Well, I would say the the, um, biggest news in the car industry is down to these uh, semiconductor chip shortages, and I think that's not not just the car industry. I think that's electronics as a whole. any, any car in particular has about 30,000 of these little microchips. Uh, I think two years ago, nobody would have known what a semiconductor chip was, but now everyone's uh, very familiar. But basically, they're not available for different reasons from the pandemic. Um, you know, right now, the war in Ukraine, China still having lockdowns. There's, there's various places that make them, and they're all having multiple problems still pr- producing enough of them for, for what's needed in society today. So that's one of the major problems with new cars, is it? Yes, it is, yeah. Uh, because I keep speaking to everybody, and people are tearing their hair out who have ordered cars. By the way, this isn't from one company. company. It's companies right across, isn't it? It is, yes. Several. Well, no, I don't think any car car um, brand is you know unaffected by it. They're, they're all affected, and I think, as I say, it's not not even just cars. You know, things like for a while, people these newer PlayStations that came out, people couldn't get them, and the same with a lot of other elect- electronic products. The, the, there's um, they all have these semiconductor chips in, but it's not just that. You know, there's steel problems. There's problems with um, the supply of steel, the supply of rubber, all the you know the multiple components that make up these cars. So where do you stand as somebody who's had a family business and very successful, great following, uh, people come from all over the country to buy cars with you, where do you yep. stand with second-hand cars and where does the second-hand car market stand? Because I know the prices have gone up. Yeah, they have, yeah. You know, I think I think last year alone, uh, the price of a used car was up 30%, which, you know, that that's some jump. You know, if you think the average 20 grand car, you know, was then worth twenty six grand for the exact same like for like thing. That that that's a really big jump. But us personally, you know, we we're we're having to stay very very dynamic. Which you know, I think just keeping your finger on the pulse, adapting, reshaping the way the business is, um, and 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 that's the same. I would say with with all of the used car industry. You know, you look at all of the major PLCs in the used car industry, and they um they're all actually, you know, posting record profits and things, but they're, they're so big, so so well set up to deal with these kinds of things through different structures. And I, I would say, you know, the used car market seems very healthy um, because of the, you know, short supply of new cars. Now, you say that it went up 30%. Did that happen slowly or all at once? So it was over a period of about four months. I, I think it was. About four months. Wow. Yeah. Where, where, Jay? Where do people stand with fleet cars now? Because that must be, uh, you know, because this is the time you order next year's fleet cars, isn't it? It it is, yeah. And I think that's um, that that they're one of the 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 biggest reduction in percentages of what's being sold is in the fleet market because first of all, the fleets don't want to pay that money for them. But second of all, the fleets where they traditionally get a big deal, you know, for buying hundreds of thousands of cars at once, 
those deals aren't available. So, you know, the, 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 they're not able to get the, the stock they want. And, and, and that does filter through, you know, the, the, the fleet, I, I, you know, we would normally buy fleet cars. We're having to look at different avenues of cars we would buy. We would, we would buy like, a, you know, the X fleets when they come through. But if the if the if the companies aren't upgrading the cars, yeah. the, then there's no fleets coming through. They're extending the, the contracts and leases with them to, to, to so that they don't have to get involved in this market at this moment in time. Interesting, you say that. And I'm talking to Jay from Solo Cars in Liverpool. Um, finding new cars for your stock, and because you have a particular brand of cars, as in you have this reputation. Tell me, yeah. is it difficult to find cars? Well, it's all about how much work that's needed to put in. It's definitely more difficult and there's more work needing to be put into it. But, you know, we, we are very dynamic. I, I, I myself, you know, put a lot of energy into it. Uh, I, don't, I don't shy away from the work to find little, you know, pockets, new ideas, always looking for the next win. They are there. The cars are there. You've just got to go about them different ways. And our business is, is completely being, you know, restructured to deal with now how we've got to get these cars from these different platforms in different ways than normal. And do you find it harder now to deal to buy the cars because people are being aware of how much their car's worth? Um, yeah, well, I'd say first of all, it's great for the, it's great for the customers because they, you know, there's a lot more people looking to buy cars from you know in terms of car dealers. They're all short of stock, so they're all willing to put a price on. You know, if you've got a car that you're selling, they'll put a price on it, which is good for the consumer because they'll end up with more money for their car and. We're okay with that because we don't try and, you know, when you're buying the premium stuff that we buy, we're not always looking for like the cheapest one. You're looking for the best, well-kept ones that, that have come from the right, right owners and things. And as I say, it's all about that staying dynamic and putting the work in to get them. Jay, what are people saying? Because I know you and your dad are very involved with the industry. What are they saying about the price of petrol? Well, I don't think that's good for anyone, is it? I think... The taxes involved in petrol for me personally, I think, seems extortionate. When you you, know, you see some posts online about about how much of the the you know the I think the average fuel tank now I think they said was a, you know around a hundred pounds for people to fill up a full tank of fuel, which you know that that's ridiculous. I think how much of that is taxes is crazy, and as I say, I don't I don't think there's any winners from it. I don't think anyone's winning from that at all. Now, where do you stand, and take as long as you want to talk about this one, because this is a, an interesting subject, electric cars? Oh, well, electric cars are a very difficult subject because I don't. we do have some electric cars that we sell, but I've not seen enough examples of success stories with electric cars. Like, I've got, I've got a friend who um, was in a bit of a, a, a not a terrible scenario, because it wasn't terrible, but it was an unfortunate scenario where, he had a minibus business, you know, doing some um, airport shuttle runs and that kind of stuff. Uh, very, very good guy. He, um, and his bus was written off as minibus last year. And that was in that awkward time where they'd gone up 30%. And when his insurance had paid him out for it, he couldn't afford another one. And that was very unfortunate. So he switched now to a newer um, petrol electric car. So, you know, does, does, it'll do a bit of both. And I was asking him about it only recently. He was giving me a lift from the airport. And I said to him, you know what? You're not running this on the electric at the minute. I can see what, what, what's the deal with that? How's that set up? But, you know, the guys fully being, you know, re you read the news, electric car sales, they're, they're all, you know, they're, they're all the rage at the minute, aren't they? Everyone's talking about them. But then he, um, he can't charge you. So he lives in a terraced house. So he can't get one of these um, plug-in things on his wall so easily, you know, the outside chargers without, 
leaving his wire over the pavement, which is I don't think that's a great idea, even though you know your your car on charge with or, or going over the pavement. Hey, um, and then I asked them about, you know, some lampposts in certain streets have charges on them. And I said, well, you know, surely I've seen these lampposts around by your house. That you can't you charge your car there? And he's like, no, they're, they're fast charging ones and my car doesn't take the fast charging port. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I don't think I know enough about this now because to me, him having an electric car yeah. seems pretty pointless. He's not using it. He's not using that electric side of it at all. Now, as a car dealer, um, how do electric cars hold the price? Uh, well, good, to be honest, yeah. I think... During the, the main book, you know, those first few months of the pandemic, they were actually hit the hardest because they, um, you know, they were aimed at people doing certain miles or, or certain, you know, let's say like such smaller journeys and things like that, that people were cutting out. So the, the, they actually declined the most, but then, then, you know, last year they actually increased the most when people thought, no, actually we need to be a bit more cost conscious and you see every news article you see about electric cars you know the, the percentage that you know they make up of the whether it's used or new economy of cars is always up you know and I still don't think it's a I'm sure they only account for something like I think it's about 15% of the used car market is electric cars that's not not a great deal but it's growing and something that we're quite excited to embrace to be honest and what about mechanics because i mean you've got a great set of uh, people working at solo cars uh, but they have to change all the time don't they they can't sit still as mechanics because everything is changing under the bonds of the car yeah that that's the good thing about their, their role though to be honest and, and a, a mechanic let's say that works for us there's a mechanic that i don't know work, might work in a different field of industry there they see, you know, if we're predominantly buying three-year-old cars, then then you'll find that they're they're always learning that, that you know the next stage of technology. Uh, it's always evolving and adapting, and again, that's I suppose that's our business as a whole of just it just constantly evolves and adapts with the the newer technologies, and then mechanics are, are, are essential part of that. Really, you know, their their skills are quite unique, aren't they? You know, the the amount of training you have to put in and that's certainly one of them jobs that, you know, time saved definitely helps you a lot. Jay, whereabouts is Solo Cars? In Anfield, um, just off Belmont Road. But to be honest, Pete, I would recommend anyone looking for any used car to go online and, 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 you know, have a little look on our website. I think that's the best place to find us. Right. Now, how have you developed to the style of cars that you um, sell? Because you've got a unique market and you've got customers that keep coming back over and over again. But they're, they're, they're sort of upmarket cars, aren't they? But did that start off like that or has that developed building the business? Well, building the business, yeah, more so in the last two or three years. Um, for those listeners that, that don't know, we... we our, our, um, our strategy basically is to aggressively undercut most of the car dealers, especially in the in the you know the local Merseyside area. But but we noticed that there was more of a gap for that in in them premium cars. You know, generally people selling the premium stock wanted the premium price, and we realised that well, when you compare a, a average used car dealer that's selling you know. It doesn't matter what the what the kind of car is. We can we can you know they can be selling like for example Ford Focus, and we'll have a lovely Mercedes A class that's cheaper per month than they'll be paying for their their Focus, or you know they'll have advertised or whatnot. So we sort of just seen it seen a little bit of a gap there. But on top of that, 
when you're dealing with the premium stock and generally just the newer cars anyway, you know, they're, they're a lot more reliable and that's key for me. You know, I'm selling these cars, not just for customers that find us online, but to friends and family, repeat customers that I've dealt with for 15 years. I want them getting the best cars. Jay, how uh, is the car industry now because of online? Because there's these huge companies that tell you how you can sell the car without going to a dealer. Without naming names, how do you feel about that side of the business? Well, I think the growing uh, presence of online car dealers is a good thing. I think it's good because, from my point of view, if the customer is sat at home doing their research online, no matter what you're buying, to be honest, if you're buying whatever you're buying online, the more people you look online or look up online, you get a better perception of what the price is uh, at them different places, don't you, without necessarily, like you would years ago, visiting three, four, five car showrooms. And I like that because people are more likely to find those, especially now, you know, when the, the you know, I think most households have got less... Um, disposable income. Yeah. I think the online world is, is becoming, you know, ever ever more present. And some of those online car dealers, I think, I mean, there's, there's a certain few that have just like popped up heavy on advertising. Everyone will know the name, but then when you look online, you probably find they're not quite as cheap as your local independent car dealer. So, and you see some of them now, I think one or two of them have actually closed the doors. And again, there's some of the big branded ones that are letting go hundreds of staff because they can't, you know, they, they're not fully convinced in the market that that's the way to go. I think the likes of like, as I say, we're, we're a hybrid of that where we'll offer the full online experience, but with all, all the joys of, you know, going to your local car showroom, your local family feel, you shopping local, someone that can have a passionate conversation with you, not just a a computer taking orders or whatnot. So it, 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 there's, a, there's a balance there, definitely. I think there's definitely a balance. Jay, take your head, uh, your your business head off and forget solo cars. Give us some advice for people who are buying a second-hand car. What should they do? How should they do it? And what should they watch out for? Um, so if I was buying a second-hand car, I think, first of all, I would definitely be reading some reviews about the car itself. Um, it's always good to see what the pros and cons are of each car. You know, they might um, they might they might have a smaller boot capacity than the next one, but the, but then that might not matter to you. So definitely re- review what the car is itself. Check it for you know reliability. Uh, I check the technology in it. To be honest, Pete, I think I think you're a lot more likely to stick in the same car and not get itchy feet looking for a new one if you've got all the mod cons that they have nowadays, like the Apple CarPlay or the, or the reverse cameras, and you know, they're just the nicer features. And then thirdly, I, I definitely look at different dealers online and just, just make sure I'm finding the right deal in terms of like screen price, finance price, and just a local reputable car dealer that, you know, you can probably trust and build a relationship with. Some great advice there, Jay, some great advice. Is there a time to change a car. I know that when new regs came out, it was like the big thing. Now it seems to happen all the time. What is it? Is there a good time? Is it winter, summer, or you just do it any time? I think it depends when it fits your own individual circumstance. Those who know, know me well will know I'm, I'm quite passionate about telling people not to change their car unless they need to, which sounds quite counterproductive for the industry I'm in, but you know, I don't, I don't like seeing people waste money and I don't like seeing people upgrade cars just for the sake of it. There's different 
buying cycles. I think people generally change car every two and a half years is the is the standard in the industry. So I just try and align yourself somewhere with that unless there's a particular reason you wanna you wanna change or does you find some sort of deal about that stands out. As a car dealer with a great reputation, I've got to ask your opinion, your your opinion, and also you've spoken to your dad about it, I'm sure. Yeah. Electric cars and um, the half-and-half half cars, the petrol and... Oh, I've forgotten what they're called. Hybrids. Yeah, they're hybrids. Yeah. What do yeah. you think the future is? Is it going to be hybrids or is it going to be electric cars? I'd like to think it's fully electric, to be honest. I think just, um, as I say, that infrastructure is... is well, I think I've, I, there'll be people listening to this, Peter, that probably bought an electric car with the full belief that they'll only run it on electric if it's, you know, hybrid or whatnot. And they're probably not... You know, just not not quite as satisfied as they would like to be, but I don't think there's any harm in dabbling in it. Is there? And you know, I wouldn't tell anyone not to get involved in that market. I think it's nice to see what it's all about, grow with it. But you know, your next upgrade might be electric, and and yeah, I think I think that's I think the future is definitely. I would say it's definitely electric. I'd be surprised if it's not. Jay, how can people find out more about solo cars? Well, you can go on our website at solocars.co.uk or you can, you know, we're quite big on Instagram. If you type into your Instagram, visit Solo Cars. Definitely give us a follow. Uh, you'll see various tips as well as the latest stock and different bits from across the industry. Jay, thank you for spending time with us on Father's Day. No problem. Thank you very much for having me. If you enjoyed that, please subscribe. We've got a lovely family on here now listening to my podcast. <laughs>